Hey, everybody. So what would you say is your main guiding principle? What is the most important sort of direction or rule that you follow in your life? Well, Jesus was asked a similar question once, and we have his answer we're going to talk about today on Truth Tuesday. So maybe you have heard of the golden rule. I don't know if you're familiar with this or not. This was kind of a normal thing to learn about when I was a kid, but the golden rule basically says this, do to other people what you would want to have them do to you. And we've oftentimes called that the golden rule because it seems like this is the greatest standard to live by. There is no greater height of human decency or good just being a good person that you could strive to be more so than treating other people how you would want to be treated. And while that is definitely an admirable principle and something that I think we should, you know, try to do, we should try to treat other people the way we would desire to be treated. I do think there is a higher principle and this is something that Jesus speaks to. And not only does he speak to it sometimes, you know, the, uh, we might not understand exactly what it means. Sometimes we have heard these words of Jesus we're going to read today so many times that it can be hard to kind of tease them out and see their deepest meaning. And sometimes if we're hearing them for the first time, maybe, now I don't know if you've even heard this before, if you're watching or listening today, but perhaps you're, you listen to this and go, okay, that sounds great, but what exactly does it mean? And so today on True Tuesday, we're going to look at what Jesus said and do a quick look into what exactly that does mean and how that applies to us today. So what's the situation? Well, Jesus Jesus was out teaching, and he was approached by a member of the Jewish, the, the law-keeping community, one of the religious elite at the time. And so to kind of set the base for this, to read this, we're going to go to Mark, the 12th chapter. We're going to start in verse 28. We're just going to read about three verses. We're going to read verses 28 to 30. Mark 12, 28 to 30. This is what it says. One of the teachers of religious law was standing there listening to the debate. He realized that Jesus had answered well. So he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? All right, here we go, guys. Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord, and you must love the Lord with your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. When Jesus was asked, what is the most important commandment, what did he not say? He did not say, oh, they're all about the same. No, he instantly pulled one out that stood above the other commandments, and it revolves around loving God. Now, if we look at this, there are four main components to loving God here. We see, we see with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. And that sounds pretty cool, right? But what does that mean? I want to look at these four sort of pieces here real quick today. So starting off, we are to love God with all of our heart. Now, what does that mean? What does the heart mean? Well, for us and the way we would read this, the heart is our emotions. The heart is what we refer to as the seed of our emotions. Now, our emotions, we know, don't live in our physical heart. That's an organ that pumps blood. But when we think about our hearts, that to us, you know, we see the image of the red heart, that 
represents love that we feel, love that we experience, sort of that, you know, sensation of feeling love that we have. Now, in the context of our relationship with God, this is a good thing. This is the joy that we experience from being able to know God. This is the thankfulness, the thanksgiving that we have towards God for what he has done and for sending Jesus. This is a very good thing. And really, if I'm being honest, I think that this is probably the easiest of the four components of the love because this is the part that we feel with our emotions. Psalm chapter 16 verses 8 and 9 says this. This is kind of an example. The psalmist writes, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is glad and I rejoice and my body rests in safety. You know, here is kind of an outpouring of emotion from the psalmist. And this is all very, very good. We should feel love towards God. But you know what? It doesn't end there. There's more components. Let's look at the next one. Jesus also recites that we should love God with all of our soul. Now, this one is a little bit more challenging. What does it mean to love God with our soul, right? I mean, when we think about what our souls are, it's kind of an abstract concept. It's something that's very internal. It's something that's very personal. It's also something that's very individual to each one of us. Now, there's different ways we can look at this, but what I would like to present to you today as a piece of us that is internal and individual. We have a word for this in our culture, in our society, and that is our identity. We are, I believe, to love God with our identity. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17 says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone a new life has begun. And that new life that has begun is one that is both created by, is empowered by, and is defined by what God has done. You see, we live in a society that tells us that to find our identity We need to look inside ourselves and craft that from whatever it is that we feel should represent us. The scriptures, however, tell us that God is the ultimate crafter, implementer, and perfecter of our identity. And we are to love God, not just with what we feel, but literally with who we are. The scriptures speak on this tremendously, and there's way more to unpack about that, and I'd encourage you to look into that. But... We are to love God with who we are. The third component, third component is with our mind. It's with our mind. Now, our mind, this this might seem pretty straightforward, but as with everything, it's tricky in practice. Our mind is how we think, our thought process, and not only that, but our system of values and priorities. Our mind is a huge factor, and we're to love God with all of it. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says this, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. To love God with our minds 
means to begin to think like, to begin to prioritize like, and begin to have a system of values that reflect what God's are. We're literally trying to think and process and, you know, deal with things on a day-to-day basis the way that God would and instructs us to in the scriptures. So if to love God with our minds is literally to try to think like God thinks and to keep his priorities in our lives. The last component is strength. And I love that, that Jesus ends with the component of strength because, you know, it's, it's kind of epic, right? It, strength. But what does that mean? Well, strength isn't necessarily how strong we are, but it is what we do with the strength that we have. It's about what we do. This is about how we serve, what we contribute. This is the action element of loving God. James chapter 2, verses 18 and 19, James writes this. Now, someone, someone may argue some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? And we could go into the whole argument about whether we're saved by grace or saved by works. I don't even think that's what James is talking about here. What he's talking about is that if we love God, we will use our actions and our strength to show it. We will use the strength and the ability that God has given us to serve him and do what he desires from us. That is loving God with our strength. So we've got these four components. We've got loving God with our heart, with our emotions, with our soul, our identity, with our mind, the way we think, and with our strength, what we do. And all of this really boils down to a very all-encompassing statement, but literally, folks, it's this, love God with all that you are. Every piece of you should be devoted in love to God who has given everything to you and for you. This is the greatest commandment. This is the number one thing that each and every one of us is called to do in our lives. Love God with all that you are. I hope this has been helpful for you today, and I pray that every day we move a little bit closer to truly being able to love God with all that we are. Happy Tuesday.